Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome into this week's edition of The Walkthrough. I am your host, intern Joe Machika. South Carolina defeated the other Gamecocks of college football, Jacksonville State, that is, at home at Williams-Brice Stadium by a final score of 38-28. South Carolina's defense allowed over 20 points for the 16th straight game. A lot of bad on defense, but also a lot of good as well. This week, I am joined by my new co-worker, the one, the only Mr. Jack Veltry. We will get to him in a second. But first, I want to talk to you guys about who this show is being brought to you by. And of course, first off, we are going with our good friends over at Liberty Tax. Tax ID is that uncertain feeling you get right before doing your taxes, but you don't have to go through it alone. The tax team at Liberty Tax in Irmo, Lexington, and Columbia will walk you through the process, clear up any confusion, and guarantee you'll get the biggest possible refund or your money back. It's tax time if you're in a hurry for your refund. Calling the tax team at Liberty Tax, fast, accurate, and guaranteed. On the other hand, if you think you might be owing Uncle Sam, talk to the Liberty Tax team to make sure you're not paying more than you should owe. They'll find every possible deduction for you. Locally owned and operated, staffed by tax professionals from your neighborhood. Open 9 to 9 on weekdays and 9 to 5 on Saturdays with multiple service options. Start through the Liberty Tax mobile app or through the desktop portal. Make an appointment or just walk in. Give a call to upload your tax documents. And when you come in, your return will be ready to review and sign. Give them a call on your screen right now. And for those listening, 803-462-5576. Once again, 803-462-5576. And the show is also brought to you by, and all of our Gamecock Central Live programming is also brought to you by our good friend, Clint Hammond. You can find him above us on all of our Gamecock Central Live programming. Like I said, in need of help with your mortgage, call on our good friend Clint Hammond of the Movement Mortgage Network. He's been in the mortgage industry since 2003, which allows him to help everyone from the first-time home buyer to the complicated and complex jumbo buyer. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home or refinance, nothing is more important than a well-thought-out financial strategy that comes with five-star customer service. He's even helped out our very own Wes Mitchell and former Gamecock quarterback Perry Earth with their mortgages. Once again, you can call him at the top of our screen for all of our GC Live programming or for those listening, 803-771-6933. Once again, 803-771-6933 for all of your mortgage needs. Now we can get into it a little bit. I am now able to announce our guest for this week none other the one the only mr jack veltry full-time jack veltry now um jack how's it going man i've re- I, thank you full-time yeah. jack veltry i love the ring of that it sounds yeah. so good um yeah i'm doing well i uh, hope everyone's doing well after yesterday's um finally right finally yep. team finally won a game and uh yeah, lots to talk about. I'm super excited to be back on the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. The second ever recurring guest. We had Tyler on last week to mark the first ever recurring guest. Jack, you were the second. That doesn't mean anything. You were away at Texas A&M. So glad I could get you on this week. But I guess first, give me offer me your initial thoughts. You were at the game up in the press box. How did this one feel? Obviously, you went down to the wire, but what did you see out of the Gamecocks, if you will? Yeah, it was a very back and forth kind of game. Uh, you knew it probably wasn't going to be easy, even though I was, 
I was originally surprised when the spread came out in this game. It was 15 and a half to start, which I thought was ridiculous because let's face it, South Carolina hasn't been really good. And Jacksonville State's been a pretty, pretty good team in the first year in the FBS. But um, yeah, eventually went up to 16 and a half as of yesterday. And Jacksonville State came ready to play. They gave South Carolina their, their best shot. And ultimately, this game came down to who was going to win the fourth quarter. And South Carolina did enough. Uh, defensively to pull away late and, um, you know, cruise to a 10-point win in the end. But, uh, yeah, it was not easy by any stretch, but uh, definitely a big monkey off the back to get this one and start November off right. Yeah, absolutely. I think it was a very big monkey off the back. And, you know, it delays the, the you know, um, feeling of not be, being able to go to a bowl. You know, if you were to lose, that delays it one more week, um, you know, Really, really, really tough schedule coming up for South Carolina. You got Vanderbilt, then Kentucky, and then Clemson all at home, which helps. But, you know, and all of these teams left on the schedule are beatable. But um, obviously you needed to get, you know, the win against Jacksonville State before you could, you know, make any assumptions about Vanderbilt, Kentucky, or Clemson, like I said. So um, kind of getting back into it, Jack. Um, I, I feel like we should start with – the good news um you know we can get into the bad we will get into the into the bad and then wrap it up obviously with the optimism shades you know kind of looking ahead to the future and stuff like that after this week but uh jack stone blanton was really 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 good yesterday um after having a rough week at a&m with a bum ankle and whatnot walk me through what you saw from him and and do you think you know this is good for the defense going forward it was huge for the defense um in case you missed it, Stone Blanton in the fourth quarter. South Carolina was up by three. Uh, they had just kicked a field goal, and Jacksonville State um, was driving down the field. They were in good territory. And if you don't know much about Jacksonville State, they love to run the ball. I think they ran it 57 times yesterday, and uh, that's a lot for an, an FBS team. It's not really that common, to be honest, because a lot of teams divided up with the passing attack a little more. But for the first time in um, – a little bit they threw the ball or Jacksonville State threw the ball and Blanton read the play perfectly and picked off uh Jacksonville State's quarterback and took it the other way for an 88 yard touchdown and um yeah I mean it was crazy to see uh whatever was left of the crowd um after halftime they uh were going nuts it was insane uh and it pretty much sealed the deal and uh, yeah, you're right. Stone definitely has. Uh, it's been it's been a weird year for him. He hasn't been overly yeah. great. Um, but honestly, I mean, it was a great play by him to read it, pick that ball off, um, and put the game away, and you know, send the Gamecocks off with a win. So, yeah, absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more. Um, and it, the C on his chest looks good on him. Um, you know, really taking over this defense and, you know, he's, I talked about it yesterday on the post game show. If you missed that, go to YouTube and check it out as always, Mike, you and I, Garrett Anderson. Um, but, um, no, I was talking about it a little bit yesterday on the post game show, but stone Blanton as a sophomore with a, with a C on his chest as a captain of this team, as a sophomore, he's one of those guys that's had to grow up really, really quickly, you know, with Mo Kava being out and for, for both years, um, you know, Stone has been thrust into a leadership role and has handled it pretty well. I mean, even though despite the ups and downs, Jack, like you mentioned, um, you know, he's starting to come into his own, especially down the stretch here, like we kind of thought he would. Um, and that's just 
huge going forward and for the future of this team. When you have an established face and established presence like that at linebacker who's grown up already in his sophomore year, I think that's huge going forward. Um, another big game from Debo Williams as well. 13 total tackles, nine solo. Um, you know, he continues to fly all around the field um, and, and make plays for this defense, although they're allowing a bunch of points and tackling needs to get better too. I'm, 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 I'm getting ready to pull up the, the PFF missed tackle stats, but I mean, Jack, there's still a bunch of players on this defense that are making plays across the field. Yeah. Um, like you said, the tackling does need to be better. I was going to bring that up at some point, but yeah. gosh, man, they're just like, look, I'm like, I think everyone should be happy that South Carolina won. First off, this is just a side note. I, I don't understand why fans are all upset about South Carolina winning yesterday. I really don't get it, to be honest. Like, I see people freaking out on Twitter or what social media, whatever, about, oh, South Carolina only won by 10 points. I mean, this isn't like, look, South Carolina isn't a powerhouse. They are two and six, and there hasn't been a lot to cheer about this season, but, um, Getting that win yesterday was huge, and anyone criticizing Beamer or the players for celebrating, dancing in the locker room after the game, um, I just don't get it, to be honest. Uh, but anyway, that's besides the point. Yeah. Back to the defense. Yeah, the tackling needs to be better. Um, it's just there were so many when, – when Jacksonville State threw the ball through the air – they just – like, South Carolina just did not look good in stopping them. Like, granted, like, it wasn't – like, Jacksonville State didn't throw the ball a ton. But when they did, they were pretty successful, especially in those short yardage goal line situations. And the tackling was just – there was missed tackles after missed tackles. And um, Jacksonville State was able to get a lot of yardage because of it. So, tackling needs to be better. But when you're enforcing four turnovers and you win – you kind of overlook that sort of stuff, I think, a little bit. Yeah. So, and the tackling's all cor correctable. Like, I, like I'm sure Beamer's going to talk about. It just comes down to having the right technique and execution and all that stuff. But I mean, honestly, that that's stuff that can get fixed. Getting the turnovers, man. It's been it's been a long, long time since they forced any of those. So to get four yesterday, that's a huge sigh of relief for this defense that needed that type of game to get themselves going. Yeah, that was one of the things I was also going to bring up to the turnover. Shane was talking about it at halftime because they hadn't forced a turnover at half, I believe, or it was, maybe it was the first quarter. But on the broadcast, um, Shane was talking about it. He's like, yeah, I mean, we've been trying to get turnovers. We've been trying to preach it for, for weeks now, so we, we need to get it done, and that they did. Um, you know, obviously, if you're South Carolina, you would have liked to do that a little bit earlier in the game and, you know, really put this one to bed um, and, and, you know, not give Jacksonville State a, a chance, really. Like every time that you stop them, there's always still a chance for an explosive play. And we saw that yesterday. Jacksonville State, you know, generated a lot of explosive plays. It's kind of how they, they beat South Carolina's defense. You know, you'd come up on a third down, especially on third down, too. I felt like they, they South Carolina's defense really struggled stopping the third down play. And usually it was a bigger play from Jacksonville State to get down there. But, again, um, you know – I think that's the defense has a lot of work left to be done. Um, you know, in the in the rest of this year, I think you know there's some things that you can hang your head high on, um, but there's other things that you still really, really need to work on because it's you know stuff that has been exploited all year long that you didn't that you weren't able to fix yesterday and that you're going to need to fix for a Vanderbilt or a Kentucky or a Clemson. But offensively, getting into the offense a little bit here because we we've been all defense. Um, Spencer Rattler looked good, Jack. Um, 27 of 38, 399 yards um, through the air, two touchdowns and a pick. Um, 
you know, he's this was a better game from Spencer having after having a couple games where you know he was off, he was seeing a lot of pressure, but this game he looked call calm, cool, and composed. What uh what did you see from Spencer Rattler this week? Yeah, I've been a little critical of him lately just because I thought, you know, Look, I'd be I'd be silly to say he hasn't been good this year. He's been phenomenal this year for South Carolina. There's a lot of games. This team doesn't this team is not as good without him. Uh, that's clear. If they didn't have him this year, I don't think this I don't think there'd be many wins on the uh, on the schedule. But anyway, um yeah, he really showed out yesterday. He was one yard short of four hundred yesterday, which is crazy. Um and he had the he had the pick. Um and there was another play. He had a turnover on downs where I think it was like fourth and long, fourth and nine in plus territory. And he throws a deep ball to Xavier Leggett, and it gets broken up uh, in front of, in the end zone. And uh, that's a turnover on downs. But besides those two plays, he was really strong. Um, you see a guy that is not afraid to throw the deep ball. And look, man, when, when XL is on, those two are just – I don't know if there's a better duo in the country right now than those guys when they're playing as strong as they are. And we'll, we'll get to Xavier in a bit, but he's – man, those two are just really good together. And, um, yeah, just a great game overall from Rattler. Uh, three sacks in the second half, which isn't ideal. Uh, but Rattler was able to make a lot of things happen uh, with a little bit of protection with some of the O-line uh, coming back this week from injury. So, yeah, overall great game from him and uh, really a lot, a lot of good to take away from Rattler. Yeah, absolutely. And you can tell that Spencer and Dowell are really in sync um, with what they're trying to do. And also, I will shout out Lonnie Teasley and Greg Adkins, too, on the offensive line. Garrett Anderson, um, to reference the postgame show again, Garrett Anderson was talking about how much they've had to change up the way that they're blocking and, and kind of their schemes with all these injuries. So Spencer had a lot of time to throw yesterday. And I, and I think a large part of that is obviously the offensive linemen, which, you know, big rebound game from them. And that's what you want to see. And I think it was good enough. Um, to take a lot a lot of momentum with you into Vanderbilt um, if you're the offensive line, but also credit to the coaches for being able to switch things up um, week in, week out um, to keep Spencer clean. Also, too, um, like I said, Dowell Loggins, really, really good game from him yesterday. Um, you know, Colin plays. I didn't, you know, really see any moments where it was like, okay, like maybe that one's on Dowell. But um, overall, just he's been great um, compared to what's happening on the other side of the football. He looks, you know, really, really good, but um, you know, I'm, I'm happy for Dowell being able to go out and, and prove all of the, everyone who, who was questioning the hire um, myself included um, wrong for sure. That's in his first year. Um, but yeah, Jack um, moving on from, from Spencer, Xavier Leggett, like you said, had a massive game. Um, you know, he was a little banged up coming into this one too, but, what did you see from him? I mean, he's playing his way into the first round, it seems like. Xavier Leggett, man, he is unbelievable, unfreaking believable at that. Uh, just 217 uh, yards on nine catches. Just, I think, I think honestly, he just needs to get the ball more. Um, it's like, just, just throw the ball up, man. Xavier will be able to catch it somehow. Um, he'll be down there somewhere. He's just, he's so, when he's healthy, he, I think, is probably the, He's probably a top five receiver in the country, I would say. I don't know who's better um, or worse, but I think he's right up there, and I think he's definitely solidifying himself as a first-round draft talent. He just reminds me of like a DK Metcalf or just someone like that that can go up and get the ball anytime you need him to. And man, this team, like seriously, I don't think they would have won that game yesterday without him. He has 
two awesome touchdowns for big gains, and it's just it's it's every week when this guy's healthy, this team is so much better. And you and you notice the last two weeks when he wasn't fully healthy, not making an impact. The team struggled, and um, when he's back and healthy, they're just playing a lot better. So yeah, I I like South Carolina's chances any game as long as him and Rattler are able to stay connected and you know remain healthy the rest of the way. Yeah, they obviously, you know, Jack brought up the stat line. They, they, South Carolina really, really used that connection quite a lot yesterday. Um, simply going with what works. Um, and when you have two guys as electric as um, Rattler and, and Leggett, you know, it's going to work quite a lot. Um, so, good game from them, good game in the passing game. Running wise, Mario Anderson obviously carried the bell cow back load, 16 carries, 75 yards, no touchdowns, but. Pretty solid day from Super Mario. He had that nice long run um, of 40 yards. He, he It was almost like he caught a star on the way. Didn't score, almost did, but was close. Um, shed a couple tacklers. Good good day from Mario. And then Juju McDowell got some good runs as well. Jack, uh, before we close, close up shop on the offense, uh, what did you see from South Carolina running the football? It just needs to be better, to be honest. I know we talked – I know that 40-yard run was really good and all that from yeah. Mario, but honestly, outside of that, he only had 75 yards after that run in the first quarter. That's just – that's 35 yards the rest of the way. That's not yeah. good That's not good enough considering no. – I mean, I just – I mean, I, me and Mike Yuva, Mike Yuva's uh, prediction for this week was that uh, Mario would have, I think, over 130 yards, and I honestly was on board with it too. I thought he was going to have a big game, and he, he played good. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, don't yeah. get twisted. Like, I'm not saying that, oh, Mario Anderson didn't have a good game. It's just when you start the game off so strong and the running game looks really solid, and then it just it, it goes back. It's one step forward, two steps back. That's kind of the yeah. way I look at it. Um, and there were some play calls yesterday, just especially in the first half that I didn't agree with. Uh, especially in short yardage situations where you should be feeding the ball off to Mario Anderson or Juju McDowell or someone like that. But instead, you're running these really fancy, uh, complicated plays that lose you yards at the end of the day. So I just need, I think the running game is all right, but it can be so much better. And then shout out Tonka Hemingway. For, say, shout out Tonka. Yeah. One of, the, one of the bright spots in the run game yesterday. Um, he had a two-yard touchdown run uh, in the on the first drive of the game, actually, to get the scoring going. And um, yeah, it was. It, and again, it started with that Mario Anderson forty-yard run. Yeah. So yeah, this um, the run game is it's it's all right, but it could be a lot better. I think. Yeah, I think it needs to be better against SEC opponents. But um, you know, it wasn't necessarily a big step back. I know, like, obviously, like you said, I think it, you know, was a little bit of a step back, but you know, you were clicking in the passing game. You want the running game to be just a little bit more of a force for you. Um, and, and be able to, you know, to be able to be clicking on all cylinders, um, going like that. But, uh, Jack, I think we pretty much have gone through offense and defense, Good and bad. So going into our next segment, our last one, it's a fun one I always like to do at the end of the show to kind of preview um, because there's been a lot of bad for South Carolina football this year, a lot of bad, two two and six entering this week. You finally got up to three and six. Still a chance to become bull eligible with the last three home games. But, 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 um, you know, there is a lot of, lot of good still left to be had. So this segment I like to call – put on our sunglasses 
and go to the optimism shades as Jack pulls out. I, I love it. Jack, I, I appreciate you bringing some shades, being prepared. Of First course. ever guest to do this. So heck yeah. So the optimism glasses, Jack, what, I mean, we got the optimism shades on, so there's no negativity, but um, kind of what did you see from South Carolina from, from a good standpoint and how much does it help towards the future? I love seeing this team win, man. It just, life is better when you win. And, when you get to celebrate after the game and have a nice dance party, whatever the case might have been in the locker room after the game, you got to feel for those guys. And they, you could tell they were super happy after getting that win. Like, look, losing sucks. Like, no one, no, no one feels worse about losing than the players in that locker room and the coaching staff, and especially Beamer himself. But I mean, look, it's been tough. Four losses in a row. You haven't won since September 23rd, which I just thought was crazy. And, this team is this team is a few plays away, arguably, from having a different record. And for them to get the monkey off the back and get that win, um, especially winning it with the defense, that's just I mean, it's 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 just it's just a good feeling going into these next three weeks. They they've talked about it all week. It's it's gotta be a November to remember and all that stuff. And that's kind of in reference to the early 2010 teams um at South Carolina when they were really good back then and playing really their best ball down the stretch. And South Carolina has done that the last two years, and they have a chance to do it again this year. Obviously, it's going to take three more wins to get bowl eligible. You're still three and six. You can look at it negatively if you really want to. But honestly, I mean, you got, you got to feel for those guys in the locker room, and they are. Uh, I think they're going to be more motivated than ever to keep, uh, keep this winning streak going. Yeah, absolutely. A win's a win's a win's a win's a as – my lacrosse buddies up back at home in South Bend would say. Um, but yeah, I, I agree, Jack. A win does a lot for you at this stage in the game. You know, it 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 eliminates a lot of the the question marks, the doubts that you've had about yourself. You know, you've been losing some tough games. You've had a bunch of injuries to good teams. The SEC is is no joke. Um, and the, you're playing a lot of really good teams, one of the toughest schedules in college football. So it's very easy to lose sight of you know, oh, we're not beating the teams that we should. This was a good win to kind of just get things back on track. Be like, okay, you know, get the confidence back. We are who we, th you know, thought we were. Um, and, you know, eliminating some of the doubt within the building, I think that's big. And then also, too, you know, it shows the recruits. I think if you if you were to lose this one, you'd have some recruits jumping off. But at this point, you know, I think the recruits see a spot to build some things and, and they see that, you know, this is still a work in progress and it's a big recruiting pitch to, you know, go out and say, Hey, come be great here. You know, we have the opportunity we're building here. And also too, the amount of freshmen that have been playing and playing well um, is another big thing. And Stone Blanton who made a play, the play of the game is a sophomore need I remind you. So a lot of young talent really, really developing for South Carolina at this point. So a lot to hold your head high on. And then, I mean, obviously you start with Vanderbilt. You know, I, I think the, the, the terms of tests get increasingly harder. But if you can beat Vanderbilt, hey, maybe you can beat Kentucky too. And if you could beat Kentucky, hey, maybe you can beat Clemson. I think it's all within the realm of possibility for this year to remain bowl eligible. But, you, you know, you have to take care of what's in front of you. And Vanderbilt is also no joke, Clarkley and all of them. But – these are the optimism shades, so no negativity. But, Jack, I mean, I guess kind of looking way ahead um, in terms of where the program sits now, what excites you about the future despite this 3-6 and six record? I'll kind of I'll take what, uh, what Davo Sweeney said yesterday. And, uh, 
I think now is the time to buy some stock in South Carolina. Look, for for all the the bad that has happened this year, this this team has still has the talent to be really good the rest of the way and finish six and six and get to a bowl game. So I say buy your stock in this team now while you can while they're down. And um, yeah, I mean, I just I think the rest of the, the the rest of the schedule is a little tough. You obviously have Vanderbilt next week. And then you get Kentucky and then Clemson. But th- the thing with Kentucky is, and just interests me, is that Kentucky's got Alabama this week at home. And Alabama, as we know, is top 10 in the country, coming off a big win over LSU last night, and they're trending upwards. I just think if Alabama can you know, play really well against Kentucky, beat the brakes off the Wildcats, I just wonder how motivated Kentucky is going into – uh, South Carolina the week after. It feels almost like a trap game for them in a way. So I, did, I think the odds of getting to six and six, and then you have Clemson to end the year, and that game's always going to be tough. Um, but the fact that it's at home and there's the possibility of the winner of that game going to a bowl game, I don't think that's going to happen. I think Clemson's probably going to win one of their next two um, to get bowl eligible since all they need is one more win. But if that game is for bowl eligibility, both teams are five and six. I mean – it's got it'll have the atmosphere of like a championship level game. I'll tell you that it's going to be madness there, no matter what. But yeah, just buy, like I said, buy your stock in South Carolina now. Um, you won't regret it, I don't think. Yeah, and something I've been talking about for weeks is that you know this team hasn't really bought out yet. Um, you know, if if you can pick up what I'm saying, like they guys aren't completely checking out. They continue to have good weeks of practice, or at least so we're told in the media that, you know, that they continue to have good weeks of practice and morale is still there and everyone's bought in. And I think that was, you know, a big culture piece for Shane, you know, a big selling point of why he's a good head coach is because, you know, he, the culture is so big and so such a big, you know, point in this program um, that, you know, you haven't really seen guys, you know, buying out yet. Um, So I, I, I think that's big and going forward, like if they can continue to win and continue to string good play together, it's only going to get stronger and, you know, it, it's it's exactly what you need. We saw it happen last year. So um, I, I think, you know, there's there's a chance we see it down the stretch. And these are the optimism glasses, so I'm not going to be realistic. I think, you know, that the, the, there's a chance that they might do it. But, you know, we will see. A lot of football left to be played. But, as always, we have to come down back to earth, take the optimism shades off, and give our final thoughts. Um, but Jack, er, before we give our final thoughts, I want to tell the people like where, where you're located at, obviously Twitter um, on the screen right now, but those listening, you find them on Twitter at Jack Veltry. Um, but yeah, what, what, what you got going on? Yeah, man. Um, so I'll just make it official for anyone that hasn't heard by now. Uh, I have been hired full-time at Gamecock Central, uh, taking over as the staff beat writer for baseball, basketball, or men's basketball, I should say, and then football, obviously. Uh, super excited. Thank you to uh, Brian Shoemaker, Shu, for giving me an opportunity about a year and a half ago to come on in and do some good work. And then thank you to Colin Taylor uh, and the rest of our amazing staff for helping me and getting me on the right track, man, and off to where I am now as the full-time staff writer at GC. Super excited. Been a long time coming. And, uh, yeah, awesome to be a part of this team for a little while longer. Yeah, I'm super excited because we get to do more with you um, on the video side of things. We 
obviously we'll uh you know work on the hard foul and, and foul balls coming up um so it should should be some exciting times around Gamecock Central and, and shout out to Shu too because he finally got his hoodie so I'm, I'm I hope he's warm somewhere watching this um <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, Jack. We're I'm I'm obviously so happy for you, and obviously wanted to get you on the show relatively quickly afterwards, so we can talk about your big news. So super happy to have you on the team. Um, yeah, man. But um, so closing things up. Um, obviously South Carolina was able to beat Jacksonville State, but you know much tougher Vanderbilt ahead. Um, Jack, I don't know if you've gotten a chance to look at Vandy at all. If you have, you know, offer me your thoughts on them. But um, if not. Uh, what are you looking to see out of South Carolina against Vanderbilt this upcoming week at Williams Bryce? Yeah, straight up, I really haven't looked at a ton of Vanderbilt yet, just because I've you know been so focused on Jacksonville State and all that. But I sound like a coach or something. Oh my god! But anyway, um, yeah, Vanderbilt. Look, the, the the consensus is Vanderbilt isn't very good. They're two and I think what two and seven now. I think um, just not a very good team. Two and eight. Two and two and eight. Sorry, yeah, two and eight, yeah. and uh, historically. Not a great team. Um, you know, South Carolina's had their number for the last, what, 14 years? Uh, haven't lost since 09. So um, there's a good chance South Carolina will do it again this year. Uh, but at the same time, it's like, you know, South Carolina isn't very good this year, although they won last week or this past weekend. And then Vanderbilt's coming off a tough loss to Auburn. So it's kind of up in the air what happens. I feel like this is a game that Vanderbilt probably actually could win if it plays its best ball. Like, don't, don't, don't get me wrong. Vanderbilt is – Despite the record, Vanderbilt still plays really tough, and uh, no game is easy for South Carolina at this point. So it's really going to take a full, complete effort from the defense again and the offense and special teams as well in order to win next week and then beyond. So, But if you get a win here against Vanderbilt, you're feeling really good about your chances, and the hype starts building up a little more heading into the final two weeks of the year. Yeah, absolutely. I, I firmly agree. I think, uh, you know, Vanderbilt is a must win. They're coming in struggling, losing their last eight. Um, you know, start off the season with two wins and then haven't won since. So they're obviously going to be hungry. Um, they haven't looked the same since coming off of the bye. They lost pretty handily to Old Miss, losing pretty handily to Auburn as well, Hugh Freeze's team. But, um, you know, I think if you're South Carolina, being at home, um, this helps you out a lot. Um, you know, you got your home crowd, you're coming off of a win against Jacksonville State. Um, and you know, offensively, you got to score a bunch of points because defensively, it's going to be tough. And, and, you know, Vanderbilt's offense can score points. They, they hung 20 on Georgia. So, um, you know, it's it's not like they're incapable of beating you. Um, and if you can beat Vanderbilt, look ahead to Kentucky. Because um, I, I mean, I've said this on this podcast a lot this year. I don't think Kentucky is the real deal. I think they've been pretenders all year. Um, so I think, you know, South Carolina, you know, if they can beat Vanderbilt, they can definitely beat Kentucky. Um, and then obviously you look ahead to Clemson, we will see. But, um, you know, Vandy offers a unique challenge, but it's nothing you haven't seen out of the ordinary. It's back at home, so you should be able to take care of business. But, uh, you know, we will see. You know, the South Carolina team has has been up so up and down this year. Um, but, yeah, I, we'll have to wait to see my prediction on the GC live or on the GC staff picks. So, um, but yeah, anyways, with that, that will do it here for us at the walkthrough and everything here at GC Live. Um, thank you guys for tuning in to another week of the walkthrough. Thank you, Jack, for coming on. It was good to have you as always. Um, looking forward to, you know, the hard foul, foul balls and everything in the future as well. 
Um, but yeah, stay tuned for, for news for that coming up. Basketball season is right around the corner. So we're working out a few things with that. Tomorrow. Yeah. Yep. So super exciting. Um, but anyways, thank you guys for tuning in. We will see you next week.